0: Okay, we're back. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Great Bass podcast. I'm very excited to be back in the saddle. Um, I'm still quite unsure as to how many people are listening. So if you are listening, I'm very, very thankful for that. Thank you for listening to the last one. And thank you for hitting me up on Twitter. Um, it's nice to see a lot of people tuning into my new project, as it were. Um, I'm very, very glad to be going on this. I can just riff my thoughts and have people agree or disagree. I don't mind which way you sway, I'd just like to have a chat about it. Right, we've got a few things to cover on this fortnight's podcast. Um, but first things first, we're going to go in on my first review on this podcast series. I wanted to start this one from last week, but I had not had any rev- releases in yet. Um, so we're going to start that up today. If you have listened to the album already, or you're interested in listening to the album... Give it a spin and see if you and I have aligning opinions. Um, we're going to be talking about the new Under Oath album called Erase Me. Now, as I said last week, um, I didn't really grow up with Under Oath as a lot of people have. I wasn't that invested in the post-hardcore scene when I was getting more into alternative music. It was more the punk for me. Um, so I don't have that sort of... Nostalgic bias, shall we say, that comes with Underoath and their previous material. However, I do know they're quite a, quite a large name in post-hardcore. Um, they've kickstarted a lot of people's interest in music. I understand that. So, I'm going to go in, <laughs> trying not to upset anyone. Which kind of gives you an idea of what I felt about this album. I thought it was alright. I mean, hear me out here, because... I wasn't really invested in them, so I can tell this was a departure from their old sound. It does feel a little bit more arena rock. However, none of it feels memorable to me. Now, this is a problem that I have with a lot of albums, and when it comes to reviewing albums, I'd rather have a stonking album or a terrible album, but the worst things to review for me, this album included, is it really just sort of treads the line... It's kind of middle of the road. There's a lot of technicalities on this album, which I can really appreciate. And there's impressive musicianship in here, but it nothing feels memorable whatsoever to me. Um, throughout the whole album, I noted that the opening track, It Has to Start Somewhere, did this. But it did feel like this carried on through the whole album. Everything feels like it really wants to be heavy, but the production doesn't allow for it. They've got a strange ambiance that carries through the album. They have a lot of synths and extra techie parts. But it doesn't really lend itself to the heaviness it feels like Under Earth are trying to achieve here. Because there's absolutely no punch to the parts where they want to have punch. I will say, though, um, the track On My Teeth... That's massively high octane. Uh, That's probably my favourite cut from the album. Despite the fact that the chorus really does not keep up the energy that this track provides. It doesn't really carry it any further. It's stoppy and starty. It feels like the transitions are a little bit loose. Speaking of transitions, um, there's a track on this album called Sync With You. And come the end, there's a big riff to close off and it cuts out... And there's some strange ambient noises in the background. And then after about 10 seconds, the riff comes back in again, but then proceeds to just fade out. It's a completely pointless little touch that they've put on the end that really doesn't make any sense. It doesn't add anything to the track. And it kind of, it feels a little bit lazy. Like they went, right, that's what the kids are doing these days. It's like they heard a Blood Youth track and went, yep, we'll do that. It's kind of frustrating to me because I can understand that this band have found success before, but this is just... It might be their first recorded album back in a long-ass time, and I know that, but I can't really get behind it. I know they want to go for the arena rock sound, but it just doesn't happen. It does carry some emo alongside it, but it works in some places, but really not so much in others. So, I'm dropping a... I'm going to drop a rating here. I'm feeling... I feel like this is maybe a 5 out of 10. 6 out of 10 at a push. Because I can't say that I enjoyed this album enough to... You know, remember everything. It's... it's a toughie, this one. Because there's a lot of potential here. And there's some banging riffs on here. But it just doesn't see it through to the end. It's listenable, for sure. But it never grasped me at any point. And I feel like I'm going to forget this one pretty soon. Now, moving on, I wanted to talk a little bit about the trip that I took to Bristol not too long ago. Um, I went up and saw The Wonder Years. um, Because I wanted to give it a sort of live review on the podcast. Which I'm more than happy to do here if you're happy to listen. Um, Also, while I'm here, shout out to the two people in the crowd... That recognised me as a member of As It Stands. That was really, really fucking weird to trek all the way to Bristol and be recognised for what I'm doing. Anyway, flex aside, um, I had a really good time at the 1D Years show. Um, They've been on my bucket list for a long-ass time, and it's really nice to knock them off. Um, I wasn't exactly that invested in sorority noise before they got um, added to the show. I didn't even listen to them in the work-up to the show but um as they got dropped off for one of them supposedly being a rapist i believe i'll fact check that but i was i was indifferent to it um so the show wasn't effective for me especially as they had an, an acoustic set which i was really really happy about it's um it's nice to see them really stripped back um and it really brings out the raw emotion that that the band can bring. But before that, we had A.W., um, previously Alison Weiss, who's recently come out as non-binary, thus the name change. And I had a good time with them. Um, The only problem was it was, it was just them and an electric guitar and something felt so, so wrong about it. It's like they were stood there with just an electric guitar and it really felt like there needed to be more backing to it. I mean, it was something I'd listened to at home, but it wasn't exactly a riveting live performance. But if you want to listen to something that's a little bit more stripped back, a little bit more chill, then AW is actually pretty good. In terms of musicianship, in terms of catchy tracks, I would recommend AW. Go and check it out. But, of course, main event was The Wonder Years. Um, it was a complete riot. The crowd were ridiculous. It was incredibly pushy, shovy It was so hot. I had to um, when they played Rainy in Kyoto. I had to go and take a minute out for water, which I wasn't very happy about. <laughs> but um, the show was fantastic. I got a nice crowd surfing during Cardinals. They played all the hits. It was it was a bloody riot of a time. If they do come back to the UK, I urge you to check out the Wonder Years. It was a fantastic time. I really recommend it. I also have my first... for the Also, for the Bristol natives, I have my first Fat Lip Experience, the alternative DJ set. Um, we got back at about three in the morning, and that was a fucking... It was a riot, man. We don't get enough alternative DJ sets down here in Plymouth. There's detention, which I'm yet to attend, but it's a shame that we don't get enough of that. Anyway, I'm going to move on. I'm going to drop a plug, because... I kind of have to. <laughs> um, my band As It Stands are putting out a new song this Friday, Friday the 4th, called Birdsong. So if you're listening beyond that point that it's out, please go and stream it. You might like it. We're really fond of it. And we're playing a few shows to promote it. We're going to be playing in Exeter, New Key, and Truro. So if you want to check out our social media, then please, please go and do that. If you're in the, any of these areas, come hang out. You don't even have to come to the show. Just... Come hang out with me, we'll have a few beers, it'll be lovely. Now, I wanted to talk about this last week, but it had dropped right at the last minute before I recorded the podcast, so I wasn't really able to. Berry Tomorrow dropped a new song. Now, if you know me, you know how fond I am of Berry Tomorrow. They are my absolute favourite band in the world, and they've come back with the title track for their new album, Black Flame, and it's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> I can't even I can't even sugarcoat it any further. It's fucking madness. Um, I absolutely adore the track. Um, I'm really really looking forward to the album. I urge you go and check it out. If you listen to their last album Earthbound, I'd compare it to Last Light from that album. This track is definitely the Last Light of Black Flame, or at least it seems that way so far. Um, I'm very excited that they're making a comeback. I've seen those guys live so many times. I'm super stoked on it. Like, I'd never buy pre-orders. Um, just for sake of, like, I have been disappointed by albums that I wanted to hear, um, in the past, but I pre-ordered Earthbound, and I'm definitely going to be pre-ordering Black Flame as well. So I'm super stoked on that. So, last week we were treated to a brand new Cancer-Backed album, completely out of the blue. They dropped it last minute. They (laughs) announced on the day that it came out, um and it was it was it's called The Spark That Moves I believe and I have been spinning it and I've been having a really good time with it. I've been waiting for Cancer Bats to make their return cuz I didn't actually like their last album too much. Um I was much more invested in Dead Set on Living which was my introduction to the band. But I'm really glad they're back cuz the only thing that we've seen of them really is I had no idea they were in the studio whatsoever. I just thought they were doing their Bat Sabbath tours. Their um their Black Sabbath tribute act. Um, so it's really nice to see a band just jump onto the scene, surprise everyone. I kind of wanted to do that with um, with an As It Stands release, um, but we've never really been able to do such a thing. Um, it's similar to the way that Northlane dropped their album completely out of the blue, and that blew my goddamn mind. I'll, I'll be real, Mesmer blew my mind, especially with the fact that they... They just put it out last minute, and it's it seems almost ridiculous because I've been through the the sort of the PR stuff and the distribution stuff. It seems kind of wild to me that people can just drop things out of the blue because it, in this day and age, it really is not that simple. But it's nice to see because Bats, I've always imagined as quite a DIY band. They've always been the sort of band to resist against record labels and stuff and do whatever the hell they saw fit. And I respect that to fuck. So I'm really glad that they were able to swing back and they were able to bring out their new album, you know, in the way that they did. We also very recently got some stonking news, which I'm so, so stoked about. Um, The Ghost Inside had their first practice for for the first time since their horrible bus crash in 2015, but they have come out and said, they've had their practice, they played through a dozen songs, and there was a big old Facebook live stream as well. Um, But they have made a full statement, and they have said that there will be a future for The Ghost Inside. They said, and i quote, we still aren't sure exactly what it looks like. It might be one show, it might be a few shows, it could be a new song, or a whole new record. Now, i'm so stoked on that because i was I was a fan of the The Ghost Inside before the crash happened um, I was ready to go up and see them in Plymouth, but then of course, the crash happened and it was it's completely devastating because seeing a band with so much talent and promise taking such a horrible hit like that it's it it's really, really miserable, and I feel that they still have much more to give in terms of musicianship. Like, their drummer learned to play guitar and he's had a a side project um, since the incident. But I'm so glad to see everyone back in the room. I don't even mind if they don't release any more music. I'm just glad to see that the motors are running again. And we've essentially got TGI back. And uh, that's that's something that I value a lot. And I think I really, really respect... The TGI guys for because it was it's so easy to give up in circumstances like that, but they knew what they wanted to do and they stuck to it despite the circumstances, and that's ridiculous. And I commend them for that. It's huge. Okay, I do have to apologise. This is going to be a much shorter podcast than last week. In fact, not last week, a couple of weeks ago. That's simply because I'm currently in the works of trying to find a co-host for the podcast. Um, I'm not quite sure if we're going to have somebody in permanently, if we're going to have different guests filter in, but I'm definitely working on having somebody new drop into the pod and help me out with this one, somebody to bounce off of. But before I do depart, um, I wanted to talk about some of the releases that i've been spinning recently that i've been really enjoying first off we've got the new album from post malone beer bongs and bentleys now i know this is um for an alternative publication <laughs> and it's for all the rock and metal and stuff but i am a big fan of posts i have been since congratulations um so this is definitely his best work it's much better than Stony, in my opinion there's, it's just hit after hit after hit. If you're somewhat interested in Pace Malone, or even if you thought it was, just, it was just all tripe and he was a talentless hack, just give it a try. Give it a try and you might enjoy it. And I wanted to give a shout-out to the local guys in Warhorns, um, the guys that we're playing those few dates with. Um, I'm a big fan of those guys anyway, and they recently put out a new EP called Three with it being their third EP, of course, which is kind of obvious. But I highly recommend that. If you're into grunge, alt-rock, definitely, definitely check it out. Okay, and I think that's going to be it for this week's podcast. I'm very, very sorry that it's so short. However, I've got big things planned for the next pod, so keep an eye out for that. Make sure you keep up to date with me on Twitter, at joseph underscore AIS. Next week, if I can... If I can wrangle the link, we're going to be talking about the new Parkway Drive album, which I'm very, very excited to hear. Thank you all for listening, and I'll see you next time. ta